ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Best Boys of Film Podcast. I still said the, um, I'm joined with my friend here, Corey. With a story. Welcome back, everybody, for Mm. another exciting adventure, exciting episode of Boys Mm. Being Best. I'm JP. Um, and I'm here. We're running on fumes today. Um, and neither of us have slept very well. Uh, um, we'll explain that here in a minute. But, um, we're here. Rain or shine. We're gonna get these things in. We're dedicated. We're here for you. Um, yeah. A little foggy, but I'm here. Uh, I don't know how you do this stuff. I'm I can't hang. I can't hang with the no sleep life in the ripe old age of thirty one. Oh, I hate it. Like I like I can do it on tour because I'm like mentally prepared for it. But when it just kind of happens out of nowhere, it's still fucking worse. Um. But either way, here we are. I've got my caffeine-free drinks. Jeez. Because I don't drink coffee. And that sucks. <laughs> Why do you want caffeine-free drink right now? This is all I had. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have had a coffee this morning, and I don't drink coffee. <coughs> but we're struggling. I was at camp with um, my partner um, at our family's camp, and we stayed in a tent in the tent area, and apparently they get buck wild down there. So there was this loud partying throughout the night. Um... And what you're in uh, Los Angles? Yeah, I'm back in the city Angles. You're angular. Uh, um, yeah, what's yeah. going on up there? Nothing. I got flown out, or I flew out here to um, work with my buddy Evan. Uh, he's a DP out here. Um, we were shooting a Netflix special for this comedian Matt Rife. Um, he was a He's like an up and coming guy. He was on like a couple seasons of Wild and Out, and uh, I think he did like TRL and some something else. That's cool. That's uh, cool. Super nice guy. Super great guy. His set was really funny. Like he, I think, I think, I think he killed it. Um, it should it should turn out good. Um, we just shot it over in this like smaller, like more intimate venue over in uh, North Hollywood, and it was cool. Um, really excited to see how it turns out. And just we wrapped last night at like two, and then had to return some gear and stuff last night, so we like didn't get home and in bed till three thirty, and then it's had to get up at eight. But here we are, we're doing it. The pit bros run on no sleep, and they make it happen. I don't, I don't. But <laughs> I, I do. What I do do is I'm here. I um I'm trying to make a commitment. That's what uh what i'm here for um but uh, yeah that's a much more exciting much more exciting than what's going on with with us um but but yeah luckily well i don't know if it's luckily or bad luck unluckily but we have two go- two really well two new um uh, fairly new released in the last couple months um and two good movies this week um, a nice refreshing week after, you know, the, what was Boomfest, the action, spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Rising um, from the ashes of Boomfest. I would say that movies. both, yeah, both of these movies are definitely 
antithesis of a Boomfest film. At least, especially Green, especially one of them. But I would say honestly, both of them. Though one of them is decidedly so. But I'll you know get to that in a minute. Um. Yeah, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get right into this shit? Um, I just had my my singular piece of hot news that I'm just going to bring from now on. Just one piece. Uh, one Trevor, piece. The, uh, the creator of The Whitest Kids You Know, died this week. Get out of here. Yeah, age 41. What? I, I, the only details I could find was that they just said it was an accident, but they didn't say what it was. Why, did it, why wasn't it all, all over the place? Um, I read it yesterday. Uh, I found it came up in my Google feed. Um, he died in an accident, it says. Yeah, but it doesn't wow. say. I, I couldn't find if it was a car accident or it just it said just his accident. accident. Wow, wow! I always felt like those uh, that guy. He was like the fun. He was like the funniest one. He was like the main kid. Yeah, he's the, I guess the host and creator of of the the troupe. Like I would, I am. I always thought that he that he was had more in him, um, but apparently that is not so. So well, that's sad. Sad. I I definitely am a fan of uh, that show. It's hit or miss, but I think it's got some really good hits, real um, yeah. really good highs. Um, and I'm sure everyone's got different ones, but yeah. Um, but all right. Well, that's a somber note to start. But I think yeah, perhaps. But I thought it was important to to bring up for those who grew up watching that on IFC. Perhaps appropriate. I don't know because we have a somber, couple somber films today. One of them a little silly, but uh, but I think we should start with the Green Knight if that's all right with you. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, so the Green Knight, directed by David Lowry, um, in the year of twenty twenty one, uh, finally released after a. Um, a long wait, um, with the pandemic, it was supposed to be released last year. Um, but with the pandemic, they decided to hold it. Um, so it could be released in theaters. And, um, I think it was a good idea. Uh, they had, whether we go back into a lockdown or whatever, you know, whatever happens from this point, they found a nice mm. sweet spot, um, to see some, to get some people in the theater to see it. I, my, there wasn't a ton of people in it for me in the theater for me. Did you, where did you see it on? I saw it out here yesterday in the uh, AMC a the- Promenade. A theater. Yeah. Just like a regular AMC. Um, There's um, a mall like five minutes from Evan's house. Was there any people in there? Uh, no. It was like, I think it was like me and three other people. Were you by yourself? Mm-hmm. Um... I was very much, I very much enjoyed being back. I said this last week, but I very much yeah, enjoyed oh, yeah, being back. Is, yeah, I just realized, yeah, it's my first theater back experience. Um, I think it was a great film to come back to, personally. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this was super cool. Oh, like, uh, sorry, good. Uh, no, I'm probably going to say what you're going to say, just how epic and, and beautiful and how well this is shot. It just lends itself... Like the, I get, there's moments like this where I'm like, I get why people like David Lynch like rage, or why you shouldn't watch, you know, certain movies on mm. movies on phones because you're missing something. Um, and as much as I enjoy a big 4K TV with much yeah. sharper, much sharper screen, um, it's something to be said about the 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 big ass uh, sound system and the big screen. 
Oh yeah, the, the big audio is what sells it for me. Just having that like big experience and feel like you're there, and then you don't have the whole thing where you have to constantly turn the TV up and down to hear dialogue uh, or turn down explosions. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, the color palette on this was so cool. Uh, it changed. It changed. Well, it, like it doesn't maybe not change, but the coloring of sh of sh scenes were different a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What really took me away with this is I. Did not, I didn't know, I, I've been going blind in all these things lately. Um, so I like, didn't know it was a King Arthur thing or anything. Oh, cool. yeah, but, I knew that. I knew that. I didn't know the story itself. Riss did, my partner. She read it before we went. So mm. we had two different takes um, that way. Go ahead. But the, uh, what's crazy about this is, what do you think the budget for this movie was? Off the top of your head. Hopefully you don't know it already. Um, I I did see it. Um, it, it's I know it's bigger than a ghost story, but I don't think it's that big. I remember it being like, I wanted to say like ten million or or no, that's way under. Uh, fifteen million. Like, yeah, I, I thought that was in the. I remember it being in the the the, the tens. Yeah, the I was when I read that this morning. Um, I'm just brushing up on everything before we started. I was just shocked. That's incredible use like of budget. Oh my god, I know, right? Because it definitely it feels huge, especially the scenes with the giants and stuff. Like, like the CGI looks great in the fucking mostly. Like, like the uh, I mean, for like what now knowing what it is, like for what the budget for, is, like, for knowing it's fifteen great. million. Like, yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah. I think that it, um, it a lot of scale well. A lot no of money. a lot of practical, not practical, but more um, rudimentary special effects, particularly with the scene with the giants. Um, mm. like I feel like that's a that's a a, a something. I mean, I'm sure they did it with you know, green screens and stuff, but that's something I've seen done on show. Me and Riss have been rewatching Xena Warrior Princess, and they all Ooh. do giants on that show, and it, it's a really cool way um, that they did it. And it's like late '90s t USA TV budget, um, mm. and they they really convey like giants really well on that show. And it kind of reminded me of that because they just like the proportions are of a regular person, just tall. They remind mm -hmm. me attack. We were also watching Attack on Titan, and they remind me of Titans. Yeah. Um, just fully flat, like nicer Titans. Yeah, just glowing white. Um, the gray, yeah, gray white Titans. But yeah, I guess I'm skipping ahead. The um, yeah. Say, so do you want to do a rundown of uh, plot real quick, or do you just want to go into like thoughts throughout plot? Um. So the plot, I mean, we can talk about the basic plot um, without going too deep, even too deep, because it's, I mean, we can talk about every scene, but it's really about this whole, this, this movie is a vibe movie, I would call yeah. it. Say it is more, like, there is plenty of content here and much to chew on, um, whether you have read or interested in the Arthurian shit or not. It helps to know our, the, the basic shit of, like, Arthur, Guinevere, the you know the round table merlin um and like um dev patel's character gawain which they say different every time they say his name i don't know if you noticed that yeah but you know why that is uh no i don't because nobody knows what the true pronunciation of that word is that spelling that spelled name is oh so well, so cool. they so the, since they don't know they just say because they say Gawain they say Gawain Gawain um Gawain Gawain like they say a bunch of different shit throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um. There's but, just incredible attention to detail. 
Um, and there's simpli there's a lot of simplicity, uh, minimalism, but that's what, and in that it feels this, it feels grand. You know, you're getting big yeah, landscapes. That's what I was going to say of like going back to the budget was just like, this felt big. Like this felt like I thought they did the scale very well. Like the, if you feel like he traversed the fucking lands across this movie, not just, you know, raid doing the raid, uh, and re, you know, changing the numbers on the doors, mm. every scene. And just not um, needing that many sets. Yeah. Besides, like other than on location landscapes being the majority of what you're shooting. Um, I, 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 and only having one act, one or a couple actors in the main mm. parts. The most expensive scene is probably the open, the opening, the game, the, the beginning of the game, where I would yeah. say, right? Or the, I mean, like the giants and there's stuff that also could be that I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of that you might, but it just the grant, the most shit was happening during the beginning, and then mm. it became much more quiet, a much more quiet tale. Yeah, well, I, it kind of goes back and forth on just like does the cost of actors versus the cost of CGI and set design um, for what would be probably the most expensive scene to shoot because uh, you have all the big like all of the name people are right up in the front um, like the because they rehash yeah. the uh, the the brothel the girl from the brothel gets rehashed as another character. And... Oh yeah, that's uh, Alicia Vikander. Um, she plays two characters. Uh, in this movie, I don't know. Um, there's debate if it's on purpose for narrative reasons, for literal reasons, or if it's if it's done for more um, uh, metaphorical reasons. Um, yeah, I had, the, what I had looked into and what I would probably agree with is the more like uh, metaphorical reason. It was just like um, what's it called? Um, I just lost it. Okay, um, I'm just gonna keep going then. Um, Sorry. <laughs> they, um, well, I know it's like a thing with, um, like the the mom. We're not. We haven't talked about the plot too much, but the Gawain's mom, um, who is uh, Morgan Le Fay, who is from the Arth the the, the classic Arthur books and tales. Um, she is like kind of manufactured this quest to for um Gawain to give him something to do and she seems to have a hand in a lot of these events maybe not everyone but in a few in particular that woman um having that particular visage and dealing with the sash the magic sash um mm. that I feel like that there's a lot of people I read thought that the mom that was the mom or like a form a form of the mom like possessing or doing some kind of magic to, uh, cause there's a lot of incest in the classic Arthur books yeah, as well. Yeah. Not I, a lot. I, there's not a lot, but there's there. It exists. Yeah. I don't know why. I just assumed that the, uh, the other blindfolded woman at the Lord's house was just like representing the mom, like watching over like the quest or some shit. But, uh, um, yeah, the sash is the connection. And also the, the cum, uh, yeah. which we're gonna, <laughs> which, uh, we should we'll get to but let's let's run it back so the we didn't talk about the premise so the premise is uh gawain is played by dev patel he's a piece of shit um he's 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 grown up but he's not officially a knight because he and he hasn't done anything and he goes to the christmas dinner with king arthur and the whole round table is there and he asks him what he's done and he's like i haven't done anything and i'm not deserving like he's pretty like self-aware of his shittiness um like it's not like he's cocky and foolhardy he he likes to go to the brothel 
and uh, and he likes to get drunk is what I've gathered from him outside of the quest itself. Um, but all of a sudden, this magical, you know, wooden uh, knight made of like he's like a tree knight of like a tree folk man uh, shows up and challenges someone there, and no and um, Gawain takes the challenge, seeing as an opportunity to make his own story. Um, the the knight says. You know, you can strike, you know, strike me down, and then in a year's time, I will strike. You know, come meet me at this certain place, and I'll deal you the blow back. Um, so Dev Patel cuts his head off, and then a year later, he has to go find the knight again and finish the finish the quest on no, Christmas, no less. On Christmas, um, and uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, it's a, it's a much, it's a simple tale. It feels like an old school fantasy. Like, I mean, honestly, Monty Python and the Holy Grail came up in my mind. A, not a lot, but a decent amount. Like just how it's like an event after an event mm-hmm. after an event. Like they're like going through, um, and it reminds me of like the Greek story, like the old Greek movies. Where I think that's, like- that is it too. Like, um, myths, like just the, mm-hmm. the, classic hero's journey in the construction of myths and things like that. Yeah. then the hero's got to go through so many trials and tribulations, but each one is like a sectioned off like thing. And then you're on to like the next area. It's almost like, like kind of like a game, like going through like the different like levels, so to speak. Oh, and like the very beginning, it's, uh, it's funny you said game. Cause it reminds me of like, uh, not Zelda, but something like, or like Metroid where you start the game when you have all the shit and then they find a reason to take it all away from you and then you get it back as the game progresses and it's almost like not even for narrative reasons it's like oh you you pass this trial we're gonna give you your axe back oh you pass this trial we're gonna give you your cum sash back um (laughs) (laughs) yeah stuff like that like then it progresses the story and i feel like someone who's not familiar with that classic classic way of telling a tale um might not appreciate that like it seems like a plot hole how does he just get the axe back it just magically comes back it's because he did something right or whatever if you've ever if you're familiar with king arthur stories that kind of shit happens all the time oh yeah motherfuckers just lose their sword and then do a special thing and they get it back and or whatever it happens all the time yeah, they help an old lady across the street, and they get their they get all their shit. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like yeah, it's like Zelda. You gotta get your master sword back. Exactly. And just like Zelda, granted, you know the Excalibur pulling the sword of the stone isn't in this one, but that is in Zelda with the master sword. You gotta pull it. From I, Zelda. It makes me realize how much Zelda is influenced by Arthurian, not just Arthurian, but uh, but classic medieval <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. Sorry. I was just sorry. If you have a final point about that, I was just wanted to talk about the cast. Um. Oh, I was just gonna say I started playing Breath of the Wild again to just kind of look for random shit, and it's man, is that such a good game? Um, the cast is excellent. I mean, mostly it's just Jeff Patel and Alicia Vikander because she plays two characters. Um, mm-hmm. but even the supporting cast, um, Kate Dickey and Joel Edgerton, um, and uh. I loved the voice of the the Green Knight. The Ralph That's uh, Knight. Ralph Ineson. Yeah, Ineson. he's from The Witch. Uh, he's the lead in. The, yeah, he's like the I dad knew I knew that. Witch. Yeah, I knew I knew his voice, but I couldn't like obviously he's in all makeup. I couldn't. Even Game of Thrones too. Um, 
but yeah, uh, his voice is so fucking like unique. He's yeah, the so Queen King, Guinevere was also uh, in Game of Thrones. Uh, but yeah, That's Dev Patel is awesome. Yeah, he's uh, cool. It was such a great casting. I think he looks great. It was, it was a little, you know, it's a subversion, but I think it just fits so well. It's yeah. such a good, good pick. Um, and yeah, I, I like want to see more of his stuff. And I, and I, oh, I've always wanted. I've never seen Slumdog Millionaire, and I've always want to see that. Um, Wait, is that, oh my god! I didn't realize with the mustache. That's the guy from Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, he's grown. This is him all grown up. I think we're the same oh, age. Me and him. I, game I think he might be like in a year older than me or something. Damn, I did not realize. Yeah, because he's uh, he's great in that, but he looks like a baby in comparison to this. Oh yeah, that Slumdog Millionaire was like mid two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Danny Boyle. That's on the list. So maybe we'll have to bump it up. Millionaire. Yeah, I really. I just thought he was so good at, at playing this because he was like he felt chivalrous and he felt like he could. You seem like he had this in him. Um, cause he was very cowardly and in the end he still had to face that, um, cowardice, um, and, you know, over ultimately overcomes it. It's a little ambiguous, uh, I would say, but, um, I don't, we'll, we'll talk about the end. I don't know when you were ready to talk about the ending, but, uh, me and risk had very differing opinions on how the ending was all handled. Um, mm. my, so my only real gripes in this, I thought the CG fox looked bad. Um, and I would yeah. have loved it to have been a real fox somehow. I know that they, they couldn't probably train a wild fox and have it do, do what they wanted to do. And um, But there's just something lost with the CG fox. It's especially because it's CG the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, that's my yeah. really... That's really my only thing I think looks bad. It takes, it does take me out of it. It's not like it, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. It's not like this fucking sucks or anything, but yeah, that I would feel like the Fox, like, is that even necessary to the movie? Is the Fox that central to the movie? Um, and the story that you could represent it in a better way than, than a CG Fox. I, um, I, I didn't really, like, I don't know, I guess it's just, you get used to, like, so much shit being CGI. It didn't really bother me. I just, like, to say, it's one of those things where the cinematography was so good that I, like, most of the things like that I just kind of didn't really pay attention to. Oh, yeah, uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill the movie for me, but. Yeah. Uh, I but, didn't. I very much didn't like it. That's one of the few. Uh, the fact that that is one of the top things that I'm critiquing the movie for is all you need to know about how good this movie is. The movie is not. It's very divisive. It's seeing very divisive reaction. The audience reactions, really, on all the sites are really bad compared to the critics. Critics love it. Audiences, not so much. I think the issue that a lot of A24 movies run in, and it's more so happens with the horror movies, is they get marketed. A certain way mm -hmm. and people think that they're going to see um, a more uh, common style of movie uh, more more Hollywood style of movie whether actually whether this like action fantasy adventure or mm -hmm. um, or more something more uh, Tolkien like like Lord of the Rings um, and then or with horror movies they always make it seem like it's gonna be the slasher jump scare fest and then you get like you know hereditary or yeah. ghost story. Um, and those are very much not 
um, those kinds of horror movies, popcorn horror movies. They're more contemplative or whatever. Um, Slower. I, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I like, I like, Grant and I went in blind. All I saw was the poster. Um, but the, uh, I thought all the marketing was excellent, personally. Yeah. I like, I, I watched the trailer this morning, like after the fact, and just kind of to see what it was. But like, I don't know. It worked for me. I thought it was cool. I watched this, the, this little featurette thing with the, uh, Ralph Ineson this morning. Or yeah, something. I watched that. It, that's what me and Riss watched, and Riss was like, "Okay, I want to see this." Yeah, I, it, it was cool though. It was like, because it's like, um, you know, Dev Patel's like he's like charismatic with the him wanting to be like he wants he, he's looking for honor, but he hasn't done anything honorable yet. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah, that's that's just what he wants to do. It's like jumping at the the first chance to to take it, and then he just kind of like. From there on, he just kind of carried me, like took me with him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm cool. Like this, I, I didn't expect this to be, you know, actiony or whatever. But I did expect it to be more, you know, phantasmal. I think that's the word. Um, and I was satisfied. I got, I got all the, uh, you know, it didn't feel like a NA24 slow burn to me. This just felt like a nice like journey. I thought uh, so too. And everyone, I saw a lot of people complaining that it was slow and. It was quiet. It was quiet, and it was it was had a longer runtime, and it was, um, I, I guess it had slow moments, but it was just like these sequences of of, of quests and in trials. Um, honestly, mm. the very first one with the the bandits, um, yeah. the the main bandit is, um, I forget his name. I should have wrote it down, but he is the, the he is in Very killing, cool. killing of a sacred deer. And he steals that the show in that fucking movie, and he stole that scene also. Like it's like he's that guy's a really good actor. Let me see his name. I I like the um I like the vision sequences going in and out where like it wasn't like you couldn't tell what's a vision and what's not or like what's reality and what's not, but it just kind of I I enjoyed like the he straight um, up tripped on mushrooms at one point. Yeah, like I I, I like the um. The fucking the shit because he see he he sees the scavenger on the one and just does the fucking like the star you know like the the it's it's like Star Wars the hyperdrive thing where the stars are just like going and shit like I like that effect I like it looks cool um Barry Keoghan is his name he's in Dunkirk as well he's George in Dunkirk gotcha um great actor great actor. Um, you love that scene. I love the scene with the ghost. It was like a D&D quest. Like you had to figure out what this ghost needs and where her head is and salt and like solve this murder afterwards just so she can go into the afterlife. And, um, I like that. I like the giant sequence. I thought it was beautiful and had a cool style to it that, um, that some people thought probably wasn't realistic looking, but I thought it looked so cool. Um, I thought the ending was good. Um, I'm trying to think if if I'm missing a scene. The oh, the the the, 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 the uh, Lord, Joel Edgerton, the Lord and his wife, and yeah, the cum sash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, Dev Patel is Gawain is way ahead of schedule and stops at this Lord's um estate, um, to rest before the final leg. And the Lord is weird, and it's just him and his lady. And the lady seems to be hitting on uh, 
Gawain and somehow he loses his sash at some point in the adventure. I forget how, um, but she uh, says she's going to like make one and get it back. And they're like flirting the whole time. And on the last morning when he's about to leave, she just like gets in his bed, jacks him off. He comes so really fast and it's all over his, all over the sash. And they show a shot of the, the sash with cum all over it. And, and I was like, wow, wow. I straight up was like, whoa, in the, in the theater when that happened. I'm not even that so powerful. It's just like, holy shit. Like they are doing this. Um, it's so, cool. It definitely. Yeah. It was definitely not something that I was like prepared to see, but yes, it was, I mean, it, it I, shocked. I, it was shocking. I, yeah. I, 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 this kind of weird, but I enjoyed seeing it. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going on yet, but this is cool. That's definitely what I thought to myself. I definitely thought it was, I don't know why uh, the shot of semen was cool, but I can tell you it was. Um, Cause there's some yeah, link, know. there's some kind of link with Tom and his mother and the, you know, the, the face of his love interest. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what exactly what it is, but there's some kind of connection to all that with all that, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's, um, I was I had read something this morning that was saying like it's um after the ending it kind of makes you think about like which how much of it is real how much of it is in his head how much of it is just part of the grand uh, Arthur Arthurian uh like just legend telling and yeah. how much of it is like like how much of this is just in his head of him just retelling the story to some uh from his perspective of someone else to make it sound grand like it you know like he would back in the day Mhm um but the like i've seen things from being like the fox is like his mom or just like there's all these things about his mom or just like with him like uh, watching the journey and shit um but the the ending i mean i've like I, I would like to think for for dave uh dev i'm sorry dev patel's sake that dave. you know he dave dave patel <laughs> dave paddle dave <laughs> um i like to think that you know the the green knight was just like all right cool you're you're you're, you're honorable get out of here skedaddle um but apparently the discourse online is that you know it's it's he's gonna get his head jumped off yeah because of the off with your headline but so riss as my insight my literature insider and she said that the original book and she said that she was 100% because we, we had to look into it a couple times. But she said at the end, um, the same thing happens. He takes off the sash and the whole thing is the same. Not the flash, not the like vision, but mm -hmm. like, um, you know, takes it off after flinching sometimes. And then instead of the green knight cutting his head off, it just scratches him. Like, like bad, like cuts him bad, but doesn't kill him. Just a wound. And mm. he goes back and all the land, the knights of the round table are wearing green and they're all laughing at him. And that's mm. what, and like they, it was all some kind of test. It was like a fake quest that he wasn't going to be killed. It was like to show his bravery. And apparently he failed like every, um, 
test of his yeah, yeah. virtues until that last moment of bravery, which was on. No, it wasn't bravery. It was honesty is what Riss said, because he was honest about the sash and like, you know, and fulfilling the bargain and all that. Yeah. The, um, the, yeah, I, I, I assume that this whole quest was all just made like the green knight was just made from his mom and, and the other witches and just her magic people. Um, and uh, all to just give her son a chance to be honorable. Um, so I just assume, like, you know, like, I, he's not... After watching, it's like, he was never really in any threat because his mom set this whole thing up. Um, um uh, what did it... Uh, we also didn't talk about the Joel Edgerton kiss. <clears throat> um, so after, as... Apparently, there's another game while he's at the estate, and he's... Uh, um. Dev Patel's at the estate, and Joel Edgerton's like, whatever you get here, you must promise me that you give me. Like, from anyone mm -hmm. else, you give me. And by the end of it, he's like, you got something, didn't you, bruh? And he meant the jack... I guess he meant the jack-off. Um, yeah, I assume he's been got, getting jerked off. You got finished in, in my house, so you need to... You know, you know. my turn. And, and he just gives him a kiss. And it's like very like very like sensual like love not sensual as in like it was loving like it was like mm. it was just a kiss like it was no tongue or anything it was just a, like a lip on lip kiss but it was very slow and soft and it felt a passion and passion in it even though it was subtle and all Dev Patel does he Dev Patel finishes the kiss like does not stop it and then mm. just like puts his hand on his arm is like unhand me sir. It's like very politely, like, "Hey, it's, no," and then they le and then leaves. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm cool. Like this happened, we both know it. That's fine. I'm cool. But no, but I'm, out no I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm out, out here. <laughs> out. <laughs> Never again. Uh, yeah, we, I think I laughed at that. I might have laughed. Um, the um the post credit scene. I don't know what it means. Wait, there was a post-credit scene? Yeah, it's just like a young girl finding like a crown on the ground and putting it on her head. Oh man, why do movies got? I hate post-credit scenes. I've just been trained to just Marvel has trained me to just not leave until the credits are done. Well, yeah, I don't know anything about that. I gotta tell Riss about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to feel about that, but that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't, that doesn't reveal anything else about the film. Uh, like the no, plot. yeah, that's why I was, I yeah, I didn't, and I didn't really read into it at all. I just kind of, I just remembered it now. Um, um the, well then, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say the, um, I yeah, I don't. I mean, to me, I mean, I'm the layman. I don't really know the like a lot of the history of this stuff, but it just was like, I'm, I like, I don't know who the young girl is. I don't know why she's wearing the king's crown but it's there and it happened um but i don't know i would you so what do you think do you uh do you think he lives or do you think he's he he uh got killed or do you think it's all oh i guess because it's you what Riss said the the i guess taking out the the lore from behind it do you think that it's so just, what i originally thought before Riss yeah told yeah that. Um, well, yeah. first, let's, uh, first, before I, we do that, I feel like we need to talk about the fake out ending. Um, because it shows 
It just shows him running away, and it literally shows the the future that would happen if he ran away. Yeah. And it and in the movie, it literally goes on and on and throughout the rest of his life, and you, as he becomes king, because Arthur is sick, and because uh, he's the heir, which is the one the other thing I forgot about Gawain is that he's because he's related to Arthur, he's the heir to the throne because Arthur doesn't have kids. Um. And is he uh, his, uh, is he his, uh, Arthur's nephew? Yeah, because Morgan uh, Le Fay is a sister. Half-sister. Half-sister. Um, so, like, they, yeah. And they, they go on and on, and they show him have kids. And Alicia Vikander, his, his girlfriend, not the, the, the lady of the estate, but his original girlfriend is, a, I think, a sex worker of some kind. Yeah, um, she works wor- at a brothel. Uh, works at a brothel. Um, and she, there's like a scene where she like asks if he would make her a lady, and he doesn't answer. And he, they, she has a baby, and he takes the kid away. They take the kid away. Merlin takes the kid away, and all that. And um, it's, as he grows it, old, kid dies. It dies in, in war. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then all of a sudden, it reverts back to Gawain kneeling before the Green Knight offering his neck and then he's like wait and then he takes off the cums the cum sash of invincibility that oh yeah i don't think we explained that the the sash yeah. of invincibility uh or the sash is supposed to protect him from harm if he wears it so yeah. i think he took the sash off you know to be honest with this wager and i'll have honor mm. in his possible final moment and then yeah we we just see him go to get chopping and get to chopping and uh and then the movie ends he wrist didn't like the fake out wrist didn't like the fake out i i was um like i was just like oh man he really is a fucking uh wuss like he really just yeah i was like wow he didn't learn anything that's like a thing i was like wow there's like nothing learned from this story from all this ultimately I was like, is yeah. that the subversion? Is that the subversion of this tale? Is that he it's doesn't like, learn anything? Uh, well, I mean, eventually he does. Because at the end of the the that the fake out, he like takes off the the cum sash, and whenever the people are about to burst into the castle or whatever, yeah, um, to, he's like, about to be slaughtered. Like and he's like, it took him, you know, how many decades to finally realize it? It was um, a death he it, couldn't escape. Yeah, it's uh, but it seemed like I don't know the way I took it is just kind of like it was. Him living a life, like living a lifetime to to realize what he, like what the right thing to do was. Like your life flashing it, before your eyes. It's like a yeah, potential life. Yeah. Um, and then you know, like finally making the right decision of just kind of like, all right, like I deserve this or whatever. That's what brings him back into like the 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 before the fake out. Um. But it was cool. I liked it. I like. I like. I like that. Uh, it was interesting just to see, you know, it's a, what a, the what if scenario. Um, and then the what is the the Green Knight puts his thumb across his neck and this is off with his head. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was dope. I all in all thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, I I I don't know if I like Pig better or not than this, but we'll, I guess we'll get into it after oh, we talk boy. about Pig. Oh boy! Oh my god. Um, I like I both like, of these. I like both of these, but there's a clear answer in that question. That's why I groaned. Yeah, I just um, I, I, the the other one's just weird in in all the right ways, but also in weird ways. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I pig. We're good. We're gonna get to pig. Yeah. <laughs> I, just know that I liked it. Um, yeah. I think this was like. I think this was like a masterclass film. Pig, I don't think is quite masterclass film. Um, but um, that's what I'll say. I think we can get if we're ready. I think I'm ready to score this baby. Oh yeah, I'm down. Four and a half. Oh, me too. That's what I was gonna say. Riss, uh, Riss originally gave it a three and a half, but then she went to four. Um, yeah, four and a half. Um, I think there's just a few. You know, I think probably a little bit more budget. Um, the CGI Fox, a few things, maybe pacing, maybe. Um, but this movie is gorgeous. This movie was super interesting. This was an immersive world. Um, this is such a cool modern take on on classic shit. Every time they make Arthur stuff, it always sucks. Um, yeah. This is like this the is, best yeah. Arthur thing to come out since like the Excalibur movie. It also and it also just feels like its own thing. It doesn't feel like an Arthur like an Arthur style. Yeah, it's almost like uh, I'm not like I don't want to compare it to like a comic book because it's not pulpy, but it has almost some of that. Like it's like its own stylized it's a stylized yeah. version of that yeah it's, um, fine. it's like getting getting a different artist to come and draw it than your traditional um, guys. yeah an aesthetic and a you know just the whole style um yeah i love this movie this is uh this is a 24 movie we forgot to mention that um and this is probably up there with the best of them if you're into those. Uh, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if we also mentioned a, David Lowry did a ghost story, which is also one of my favorite A24 and movies. The, and the Pete's Dragon live action adaptation. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that came out a couple years ago, like 2016, I said. He wrote and directed it for Disney. He's also doing the next Peter Pan movie, I think, for Disney. Well, like the Pete's Dragon movie it couldn't have done well. Right, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Well, wow, he did Pete's Dragon out. before he did a Ghost Story, so he started just doing mainstream shit. <clears throat> oh no, no, there's art stuff in earlier here. I think his first was his first thing was um, the fuck's it called? Um, I just looked up this this morning. Is Alex uh Saint Nick? Oh, ain't them bodies saints is what I from what I saw was his first like is like the big his big oh. movie that got him like uh acclaim like, yeah, yeah it's a Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara oh yeah oh I got uh, maybe I'll put that on the list I'm interested because those two are both in Ghost Story huh yeah loved it love it I want to see more David Lowry stuff all right let's move on. Yeah, it was good. Definitely two thumbs up. Definitely. Um, and the only reason I say that I don't know whether I like Pig or not better than this is just because I just love Nick Cage. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. I know I'm going to talk about that factor because it's bring. there's a charm that comes. Not just Nick Cage, but the way this movie was made. Yeah. Um, there's like oh, a, also the charm of this movie carries it far, but it's also wanna, it's a good movie. Before we switch uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Before we, uh, before I forget, and before we switch over to Pig, though, so far Green Knight is not doing great at the box office. It hasn't made its money back yet. Um, I mean, it's an art art movie, and it's also we're still dealing with 
this weird. But there's not a lot of movies out right now, and there's not a lot of good movies out right now. Like it's competing with bad movies, and it's which is sad that it's like right now it's currently sitting at twelve point two million at the box office. On well, a sir, million yeah, they're saying that it might be. It's like a twenty four trying to try to break through more into the mainstream with it. They uh, they intentionally refused to do simultaneous release for this. Like for at home and theaters, it's exclusively theaters. Um, I know a lot of people that want to see it. Joel saying he wanted to see it. a lot of my friends. A few of my friends have seen it, but um, a lot of people said they wanted to. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. That doesn't surprise me because the state of everything. Um, and also, I don't know. This movie is not a mainstream movie. I hate to say that. No. Um, no, I'm not saying that it doesn't deserve like that it doesn't deserve to be put on this pedestal. It's just to expect um it to be a box office smash. Like I mean, I guess it could be potential Oscar, mater- you know, Academy Award yeah. material um for sure. Um it's just it's I guess it but it needs those legs to get there, I guess. And it's amazing cuz the budget is not that big. So it's not it's not even it making doesn't yeah, it doesn't have to make a uh, it doesn't have to make a lot. All it has to do is you know do decent. But the um, the uh, I don't know. I just I based on the critical critical reception and everything, I figured it would. I mean, for me, this should bring in at least thirty million um, at box office. But we'll also see with home release. I mean, a lot of movies like this usually make a lot of their money and and at home but with like streaming and all that who knows um you know how much money you actually bring in on that because dvd sales are dead and blu-ray sales are dying um yeah that's a shame because uh there are a lot of people i saw i saw multiple articles talking about this being a litmus test for not for a24 and indie in the new indie wave yeah um and uh so that's a shame but i'm glad i supported it um yeah i i mean i definitely had a blast with it it was really good i'm I'm now i'm like in this whole like you've got me into this like what like the expecting of uh these like the indie movies where like the slow burns i'm looking forward to and so that's why they don't feel like slow burns or anything like that to me yeah you Um, have to it's a mindset i had to like reconfigure my mind to just like be uh, let yourself be immersed in the world and the story and just like let it happen instead Mm -hmm. of just like come on come on come on get to get to plot get to more plot and plots happening it's just unfolding you know through dialogue or through quieter scenes um Pig, I thought was going to be a lot, a bit quieter than it ended up being. Uh, actually, um, I thought this was because Nicolas Cage character is very stoic, um, man, a few words, and especially for the throughout the first act. Um, but yeah, this movie was not was not exactly what I expected. I, part of me yeah. thought it was going to be action, John Wick taken. My, I, where's I my just- pig? I, I have written down on my notes Rob Wick. <laughs> as soon as the uh, the pig got stolen, I was like, oh, they're going to go fucking Mandy style. Like, they're going to go John Wick. Like, Nick, it's just going to be Nick Cage fucking shit up. I think they uh, purposely cast him to, to help subvert, 
because they like he's plays a very subdued performance. Yeah, it, it through, ended up not being what uh, I throughout the film. And he, there's even one moment where he finally like breaks down and emotes, like is just crying, and it's silent. They it's take the silence. audio away. And I was like, yeah. what a good decision. What a cool decision to do that. Because we expect that at some point. Um, yeah. There's a lot of I mean, subversion. Nick- this is the I, this movie is definitely the anti-John Wick. Yes, because instead of him kicking ass, he's just getting his ass kicked, literally. <laughs> um, left and right. Not left and right, but like he's... Um, it, the way he's going about to get his information is so opposite John Wick. And I'm not going to lie, I was confused for a bit. I had to, like, read stuff after the movie to kind of figure out. Because I thought this whole thing was, like, like what, are truffles used to make drugs or some shit? But then it just kept going all in on just being, like, chefs. And this underground fucking thing of chefs. But truffles are, truffles yeah. can be worth a fuckload of money. So, like, I... Uh, yeah, apparently we, so. I, yeah, I no, we... That. Yeah, me and Riss knew that. So we were... Um, we watched it together as well. And we were talking about, oh, this is so clever because it's like um, high end, you know, food, food ingredients. There's like a black market for them to circumvent, you know, taxes and shit like that to get it, get shit cheaper or direct. Um, And I think that super clever, super fresh idea. Um, Yeah. And then like the pig brings it all together. The truffle pig um, It's very much there's like uh alex wolf's character gives me super 80s vibes with the way he dresses and his car yeah. and everything um and um but uh, so there's i don't know there's um a weird I, uh time to I, it it's like i couldn't place it at first and then it felt more modern once we went to like the restaurants yeah. Well, as soon as I saw the dude in the Camaro with the cell phone and everything, I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is this is like current time," mm. um, and it just kind of like it feels like it's bringing you up to modern date just as the movie goes on because you're slowly getting out of the woods and more more into the urban environment. Um, the uh, I thought that that guy was cast great, the Alex Wolf guy um, played Amir. Uh, I, I liked his relationship with Nick Cage, even if Nick Cage barely says anything most of the movie. Um, yeah, he was, Alex Wolf's a good actor. He was actually, ironically, I watched. I told you I watched Jumanji last night. Uh, the the new the 2017 one, and Alex Wolf is in it. Um, is like one of the kids that go into the bot the video game people bodies. He plays the he's yeah. the Rock. Alex Wolf oh. is in the Rock's body in the uh the Jumanji. But he's also right. um the male lead in Hereditary and Yeah, that's what I thought he was from. That's his breakout role for sure. I've seen him in a few other things. Well, is, wait, isn't he the guy from Naked Brothers Band? He is. he is. His brother is Nat Wolf who was in uh the Death Note live action movie. Um mm. And I think one of them was in a movie I saw called um, Kill, The Kill Team or something like that. Um, and it was like about Iraq and it had one of the Scars Guards in it. It was pretty fucking good. Um, I really liked it. So everything these... Honestly, every, I, I was skeptical of them. And even after Hereditary, I was like, maybe, you know, is this guy going to keep doing the hits? But yeah. I like I like him a lot. Um, and everything he's in usually he plays a nerd in the Jumanji movies. He's like, Ew, he's like one of those kind of characters, but he's not only, nice. he's not in it a lot, a lot, but, but yeah. Um, uh, he, yeah. He must not be that old then. Cause he's, uh, 
I figured he was like my He's 23. Age. He looks my, in real life? Yeah. I just oh, I have God. his wiki I, up right now. Jesus, I thought he was like my age. He looks, he looks, uh, either I look younger or he looks old, but, um, yeah, the whole time I thought he was just late 20s. <clears throat> Maybe it's the facial hair uh in the movie but man i was gonna say i have the most of all the characters in the movie i have the most sympathy for his in the entire movie um you know it is sad about the pig and everything and 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 nick cage's character but i felt like this movie ended up really just being about amir fucking dealing with his parents situation yeah um, that's really what the movie is about i mean nick cage got a dead wife and he's looking for his pig um, and we're learning about his, like how he was like the best chef ever. And it, he was such, he's the chef that made a dish that made, um, Amir's parents, you know, happy for a moment before yeah. they got divorced. And Amir's mom is, is on life support. Um, is incapacitated, like, uh, you know, incapacitated and, yeah, yeah. um, the dad, um, so- who I recognize, but I don't know what from. Um, same. I had the exact same reaction. Like, like um, yeah, I think maybe maybe his hair changed. Like he got older or something. Sometimes that can really make someone look different. Um, I looked up his Wikipedia and uh, there wasn't a ton of like it was a ton of movies I've, I'm familiar with, but none that I've seen and knew well. So maybe this is yeah. like one of those kind of things. I had a problem though with the dad villain. The dad villain felt weird to me. I did not understand. Maybe that I just wasn't like on the level of this movie and it was on a deeper level than I was feeling. But I, I did the whole thing with the the parents and like the dad and this meal and Nicolas Cage and they're all connected. It just like wasn't a real like the connection wasn't believable enough to me that like this move meal was so fucking good that it changed this guy's life. And then they make it for him again, like thinking it's gonna bring the pig back and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And uh and just like well, what the fuck was all this for? Yeah, I feel like he could have just been straight up. It's like, oh, your pig's dead. Like, sorry. It was dead. Like, like here's some money because I feel bad. But, like, why string it along to try to convince them to just, like, to convince Nick Cage to just leave when you could have just ended the movie probably a good half hour before? <laughs> or not, about 20 minutes earlier. But I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of, like, went along for the ride. I I I just thought it was... My, my favorite part about it was just how weird i felt the whole movie about like how just all in on the whole chef and food thing it was because i was just not expecting that the entire movie um like expect like from the time they go to the fight club thing on which also confused the hell out of me and i i I don't know if you could explain that yeah yes so i didn't understand the fight club scene and just thought it was just for let's just do something crazy i thought that like let's just make this world wild and just have him show up at a yeah. fight club and get it felt beat like up a, like a drug like a drug underground world but with chefs i mean that was that's what they're doing this whole that is what they're doing the whole movie but it felt like it was just like a sh- edgy gag let's have him get beat up not beat up and and for information to pull the move the plot along and that's all i thought it yeah. was so it was just the reason to watch nick cage get his ass kicked and then afterwards because i didn't know he was a chef until the yeah. scene with 
um, him with uh, him and uh, and Alex Wolf are at the uh, his apartment, and then they have the scene with the other chef, and that's when I fully understood everything. So I think this movie did does this on purpose, and if it does, it is the genius. This is one of the most genius parts of it because I was like lukewarm on on the the uh, Fight Club scene, and then I realized that all those people putting down money to whoop his ass are restaurants employees. Mm-hmm. They were probably people that were abused by him when he was yeah. a chef because he seems to have a reputation as a huge asshole and super tough, like a, like a Gordon Ramsay, you know, yeah. thing. Like he, he was like, like, he's like abusive. The, the Fenway, the example for the audience for like the Fenway guy where he's just like, yeah, I fired you after two months because you kept undercooking your pasta. And like, I remember every single thing you've said, everything you've like meal I've made, everything like he like knows everything. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that until you just said it though, that, that all those people were there because they had a gripe, not there, but like, all so, those yeah, so that down. little, that little waiter guy, um, plays up the most money. And I was like, why does he have this uns the scared look on his face? Like, yeah. cause we're like, Oh, maybe there's just rich people trying to pay to just beat up somebody for free. That's what I thought it was. That was bum fights. Like doing that's what we thought too. That was like bum fights. And, uh, but no. No, no. Yeah, they're restaurant workers. And I was like, this scene is so clever. And the fact is that they don't spell it out as it's happening. And you f- reconstruct it later um, with the inf- new information that you get. I love that. It makes that. so much more sense now, now, now looking at it like that. Uh, that I loved. The part that I don't love and don't understand now till, to this day is... Uh, um the parents and the cook thing like is there something deeper going on here and i just don't get it or what um i mean i think it was just more to convey just like how good he was as a chef like as a chef like how important like he was that just fucking good that he could just fucking bring a a, a, bring a couple together over it or um and and like bringing back the food, you know, it's just like maybe it's it's bringing back maybe the last time when the dad was happy ever in his life, um, and so having that like you know like like smells trigger. I go uh, no, I knew that though. I did I did mention that's a risk. Like yeah, sensory memory thing. Um, like like when I smell cut grass, I immediately just think of the Hornets field and like uh, playing football. Yeah, no, me too. Like there's a certain time of summer with the heat and the smell, a smell that gives me Hornets mm-hmm. every time. Um, so I don't know, but there and it just like didn't I don't know it didn't work for me. I don't know why I was not connected to the story of his parents. The parents I just did not give a fuck about. I was I. I yeah, I, I cared about Amir's relationship with the parents, but not necessarily like I, when the dad like starts crying in the office or whatever, the screaming for Nick Cage to get out. Like I'm, I'm just like, man, you're just a big asshole. That's all I and keep like, thinking. Uh, like that, all, all your scenes just make you look like an asshole. Like but I also feel like that's the point. Like he is just an asshole. Like he, he doesn't even want his kid to work with him. Um, but and also like the whole, I was like. Because the whole time they make it seem like the dad owns a rest owns one of the restaurants, but he doesn't. He just sells truffles to one of like to a, a certain amount or whatever. And it, it it was just little things like that where they're just like giving you information, but not enough to really know 
who the full picture is and where they why they are connected or how because like i thought that his dad was just a restaurant owner and i like when they were going to the fenways i thought fenways was the name of the restaurant and that's his dad's restaurant but no fenways the name of the chef at this restaurant that happens to be his dad's turf of selling shit and it was like it took me until the very end of the movie to kind of get all that together and then I had to like reread the synopsis on Wikipedia and I was like, Oh, okay. I get it now. This is cool. This was dope. Um, but I feel like, yeah, maybe, but maybe I need to read that. But if I have to read that to get it, then that, that's, yeah, not. that's, yeah, that's, um, I agree. Uh, I think there's a co- level of coherence missing from the third act. I think the first act is flawed. That's what me and Riss said. The first half hour, of this movie was like a fucking instant. It was like, mm. we're already there. We're, we went from zero to 30 in a second. And then the, from the rest of the movie just felt really long to me for a 92 minute movie. Um, I didn't think it felt long. Not really but long, it, but the, I started like getting like, all right, all right, let's get, where are we getting to? And I, didn't like where we got to. Yeah, I I did enjoy though that Nick Cage ends up becoming kind of a father figure for Amir toward the end, where he's like teaching him how to cook in the the one of the ending scenes. Yeah, uh, yeah, the I, it was sweet, but it was just like I didn't I didn't understand why. Um, it just seemed like the more insight Nick Cage got from Amir's like dad, and I was like, because he he's uh, he even asked like I think Nick like Cage a shitty asked, dad dad about just like things about uh amir like the amir in the past and stuff and like in nick cage like starts taking interest and stuff and i wonder if it's just because like nick cage's wife died and they never got to have a kid um because he well they said he walked away from cooking like 15 years ago so i'm assuming that's right around the time his wife died but then also you got this weird segment where he's eating the french toast with amir and he's like just talking about the reason why he went in the woods is just because an earthquake's gonna hit and flood this whole city, uh, and that. But you can't go to the mountains because in the mountains is an active volcano and it's all this like bleak dystopian shit. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck. he he. That's the other thing. I was like, you just you just went off the grid because you were afraid of the world ending. Like I didn't. Um, um, but then it's well, like I, maybe because it's his, his dead wife. Yeah, I took it as like he's realized the critics don't matter. Nothing matter. Like none of the opinions matter it's all like you're all doing it for other people but you're not doing anything for yourself and then what does it matter whenever everyone's gonna die from a cataclysmic event anyways um so i'm just gonna live with my pig and just enjoy my days by myself i guess that's how i took it but still yeah was a yeah like yeah no, out right. of nowhere um because i just still like, like oh, this man. oh I, yeah i i love the movie i think i, loved I think it. We, it's so serious. It takes itself so serious, but it's really funny. The yeah. scene with the where he big dogs that chef, that yeah. is oh god, yeah, so I had it written down. That's my best. Fenway. The Finway, destroyed. yeah, the yeah. Finway chef. That was the best part of the movie for me. Um, he destroys his again. whole soul in an instant. Well, not an instant, but like in a, in a in a matter of sentences. And is just fucking. Great. We just watch him like erode this man's uh, any assertiveness or like confidence this man had in just a few, yeah, a few phrases. Oh, so good. That's probably that's probably my favorite scene of the movie. I agree. That's um, that's the best scene in the movie. But um, I not take if Nick Cage wasn't the lead in this, I don't think it would have been good, nearly as good. 
I think you you are going to to see this movie for Nick Cage doing Nick Cage. But I don't think he was. Episode. I don't think he was really Nick Caging that I hard. So. I think I, I, I thought it's, his it's, performance was very good, but I don't think like this movie would have like fu- been fucked without him. It's just I think having. I don't think his, I would have. It, it worked. This was a great casting. I, yeah. I don't think he's the only one to have played this role, but I think it is a great casting. Um, I feel like if, if Nick Cage wasn't in it, I wouldn't have cared to see it. Outside, absolutely, like, the meme, um, the meme of of Nick Cage. Um, I played on that too because like, they set about, it up. Sorry, there's a scene. With, I gotta talk about the scene where Nick Cage just like walks down the street, shows up in some back porch of some kid, and. Yeah. <laughs> Plays with him for like a second and then leaves. Well, he was saying that uh, there he threw a line out that was like, "I used to live here." And he was oh, just I think I must have missed that line. Yeah, and that's uh, why he's asking about like what happened to the person, person, and persimmon tree. I can't remember the name of the tree, um, because I'm guessing that was a tree in in their backyard when he owned the house. What did he? Um, oh, and then the other scene I wanted to ask about was when he visited that bakery with that girl. Or that woman. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was... At first, I thought it was his daughter or something. Like, it was a daughter, and he was just treating her like an employee because he's a tough dad. Um, but it seemed. But then by the end of it, I was like, he, he literally... She's like, yes, chef, and did the little, like, pose and shit. I'm like, you are probably just a former sous chef of his. Yeah, so what I picked up was that that bakery was his old restaurant that she took over after he walked away. Cause she's like, I kept it the same for a couple of years, but I'm a baker. I'm not a chef. And then converted his restaurant into a bakery. Oh. That's at least what I, that's what I got out of it. Um, and I'm then, starting to check out a little bit at this point. Like, not that I was hating it. It just, I was starting to check out a little bit. Yeah. And I'm guessing she was also, she must've worked with him, but also was friends with his wife because he's like, you took down the curtains. And she was like, well, that's what she, uh, she never liked me uh, anyways. And he was like, yeah, it looks better. You're right. Um, so that's like, I don't know. That's what I took it, took from, away from it. Um, it was cool. It was just a nice, it felt like uh, just, you're getting these little, little vignettes of just his former life uh, through conversations with, uh, you know, former people and, I, I think it worked. I, I think it added a, n- a nice little another layer of dimension to the character. Um, I think it's a, a, a it's it's an easy watch, but it it felt like an easy watch at first. But like I said, the end felt a little bo- more bogged down for me. But um, definitely recommend it. Definitely liked it a lot. Um, definitely. Like I'm glad Nick Cage is getting more movies like this after Mandy and stuff because he should be doing more of this and not. I mean, I'm sure he could be doing straight to DVD stuff to supplement his income because I hear that he needs money because he blows it. Um, but I feel like he should be doing you know more indie good indie movies that are actually trying and not just mm. trash action shit. Um. He did that five that he did that like five nights of Freddy's um horror like um pulp horror movie, I think it was like last year it came out, but it was supposed to be Wait, pretty it was, bad. It wasn't official. It wasn't official, it's like uh a play on it or something. I don't know. I think they wanted it to be official and it just didn't the license didn't come through or something. I would say between this and Mandy, 
Like, this is the kind of style I think he needs to just stay in. Mm. Uh, I like, I loved Mandy. I thought it was fucking great. Just indie, just good indie weird, movies. But, like, like um, good projects. Yeah. Um, he's a good actor. Um, and I'm glad he's having a, 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 little, a little bit of a renaissance the last few years. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I think I'm ready to score this. It's, it's a short, it's a short, simple movie. Um, once you get past yeah. the, oh, I we didn't talk about the ending. We did not talk about the ending. The pig, um, spoilers. The pig uh, does die. Is dead. They there was no pig to rescue. I think that yeah. was just. I don't know if that's how they if they've ever done that in those other movies, but it does feel like it did feel like a subversion. I was a little deflated by the pig being dead, but I thought I appreciated it was uh, not what I expected. Mm. I um, I mean it was fine. Like I like I. I expected the pig to die, but I thought it, I figured it'd be something that we'd see or like we, or like I figured he'd get at least one more interaction with the pig before death. But you know, having it die off screen just kind of feels like the, like that's how we're ending it. Like we're like, we've, we've taken this character through his whole, like made him relive his whole uh, life before he walked away it away from it and pig's dead. It's over. But I don't know. I still liked it. It was cool. Um, I feel like the, um, I feel like I don't know. The ending, the, like the, when the ending happened, it felt natural. At the same time, though, like it was like because it it holds pretty hmm. long on that silent of him breaking down. It's just and like then, where um, where else would it have gone? I guess at the weird yeah. tale that they weaved at this point with that fucking dad. Well, I mean, the dad character is the strangest. Once the dad the dad is introduced on screen, I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, the uh, yeah, I think um, I had something. I lost it, but sorry, the, I jumped on you. No, it's all good. I, I don't think it was important. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I'm ready to score. I I, I liked it. I definitely liked it. I liked it probably almost as much as the green knight but not enough, not as much and it's just because i like nick cage a lot and i liked the this kind of a movie um we didn't really talk about the cinematic uh, uh cinematics of it but this is what this is in the style of movie that i joke around with my friends and call the softest of soft boys lighting where it's just there's no hard light everything is just super soft light even like you know full daylight is still very soft yeah and yeah very easy on the eyes um the, yeah, uh, which I was... didn't. The visuals didn't stand out to me really much, but I think that was that. It's almost a case of if I don't notice it's bad, then it must have been good. Yeah, I the, I took it as like it's it's lighting and cinematography that is matching the somberness and recluseness of Nick Cage's character. So it's nope. like he's a very not harsh guy. He's very you know, like you know somber and all that stuff. So all the lighting and the story and the way it's shot and the pacing all kind of reflects that. Cause this is very, you know, nothing frantic about it, about the editing or anything. Everything is like, um, everything is just very slow, like slow, but not too slow, but smooth through. Like I, I didn't feel like any one, two scene hung on too long. And it just kind of, I feel like the, the, the way that this movie was shot is a representation of like Nick Cage's character in the beginning. Um, and as he opens up more the, like the scenes, open up more and, and, and everything. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think this is like a... 
It's a, it's definitely got that indie vibe. It feels like a make like a makeable film, like like any like you could make you could make this film with the the budget and um it's yeah the plot is simple but but it's complex and I appreciate that and that's what makes it a good movie um and it's doing something different um regardless if I don't if I think it was executed perfectly it's definitely doing something perfect doing something different and it's doing something cool and it's you know well casted uh for sure with uh these two the two leads um and yeah definitely recommend it it's a pretty easy watch fairly easy watch um uh, yeah i could i couldn't find the budget for this film but i did learn that this is the director's debut uh, this is his first like uh feature like release feature yeah. film uh so i i'm down to watch more from this guy i'm uh this was not an a24 film this was a neon in yeah, this is even more indie than that. Neon uh, is uh, it's, it, when I first got into A twenty four, a lot of people said Neon was one of the um, distributors that is similar. I guess they did yeah. I they did Itania. Just looking here, uh, Ingrid goes west. Um, beach I... the beach bum. Uh, that's about all. And Parasite, they did Parasite and Portrait of a Lady mm -hmm. on Fire. I knew they had some big ones. The I'm curious about what the budget was because uh, so far box office since only brought in just under three million, but something I'm assuming the cast took a hit on pay for this and it's it's very, uh I I mean this seems like it'd probably be like a one million dollar budget, like one to two. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't seem it seemed way, way less a budget than Green Knight. Yeah, it's very small. Um small scale and small like uh, most of the stuff that you need is just location um, um but all right i'm scoring it i'm giving it a 3.5 i yeah i'll go with, I, I agree with that i give it 3.5 um i think it's fun and i would be fine with somebody scoring it uh even up to another point if they really had fun not just fun but really um, like this vibe. Um, I, I initially wanted to give it a four, but I just kind of, I don't know. I, after like talking about it out loud for the last like 30 minutes, I, you don't want the Nick Cage yeah. effect to like color. You don't want to wear Cage yeah, colored yeah. glasses. I think is the, what it is. And I get exactly what you're saying about him. His charm elevates the, like your interest in it, you know? Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of lines in this movie, but it's just like it's just him, his his look, and it's just got old man Nick Cage covered in blood and bruises and uh, and shit, just walking around looking for his pig, and it's just like the saddest version of John Wick. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's a it's a anti John Wick, I would call this like in the turn like how you would use an anti hero or something, like yeah. it is a John Wick, but it is the anti John Wick. You're gonna think it's gonna be one way um and it's gonna not be that way um all right uh two great movies so feel so good to watch new movies feel two good new movies feels good yeah. to get out of the action movies um and yeah what are we doing next week i think we got uh, well Suicide Squad just came out on Friday. Yeah, I think we have to do Suicide Squad. And One, because it, it's... Great I'm a James Gunn fan. Um, regardless of how you feel about um, superhero movies, I was a James Gunn fan before, well before that, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Um, so I'm very interested to see what he's offering up because it looks ridiculous. I'm excited and... to see him giving an R, giving an R-rated freedom of uh, to do a superhero movie. There's a ton of movies coming out. Like I know you mentioned, there's not a lot in the theaters, but there are a ton of movies coming out that are good um, indie in the indie sphere and otherwise that we got we want to catch up on. Um, I saw a couple of this the other day that I was interested in, but we were talking about Zola. Uh, we were talking about oh Zola. I do want to see. I think that would be good. That'd All be right, let's one. do Zola. Let's just do Zola then, because then we have an indie one and we have a mainstream one, and, and they're uh, both fun. They're both supposed to be fun rides. Zola right. technically came out in twenty, I guess twenty twenty, but I I don't remember it being in. It never released because uh, of COVID. Yeah, so it didn't it release like, until um like a month ago or two months ago, I guess now probably. Yeah, it was the same thing with the with the Green Knight. They just um, pushed it a year for uh, COVID. But is Zola a twenty four as well? Yeah, Zola, Zola is a twenty four. They are getting all the all the properties, all the all, all the, the new story. shit, all uh, that newness. Yeah, I mean, I my dumbass didn't even realize I work on Euphoria and didn't realize A twenty four co funds uh, that show. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot. I forgot about the two being a fan. I we've been meaning to watch it. Um, we are watching right now the show Hannibal because Riss is a big fan of Brian Fuller, the showrunner. Um, we're still we're still wheedling that uh, Attack on Titan. Um, and we have been watching a YouTube document, uh, document, uh, series, documentary? documentary series. Sorry. I was like thinking while talking, um, about, uh, the internet personality known as Chris Chan and it is fucking buck wild. And it's like, Oh six, yeah. I, I saw the, the news articles. Yeah. It's like, I was like 60, 40 minute parts on the YouTube documentary and, six, uh, six zero. Yeah. And we're on thirty four right now, um, and uh, oh, wait, yeah. How, wait, how how long is each one? Forty minutes. You've watched thirty four forty minutes. It's things fucking crazy, dude. It's just fascinating. Internet culture, and it's fascinating. How is it that much content? I they are the most well. They're the most documented person maybe ever in terms of video 60, and, and minutes. phone conversations recorded of this person. Dude, that's like seven seasons of a, of a, uh-huh. of a Netflix show. Holy uh-huh. fuck. Yeah, it really is. Uh, shit's getting wild now, too, um, now that we're at the past halfway. Um, Jesus Christ. I don't even oh, Wow. That's nuts. What, um, are you watching? Are you, I know you've been busy, but are you getting into anything outside of the, our movies lately? I'm not going to lie, Justin. I am I'm on the last Twilight movie already. Oh well, we'll save it because me and Riss uh, Riss will be very pleased to know that, and we'll do a special. Kylie and I, one other thing. Honestly, it's one of the it's the, the they're all terrible, but it's one of those things where it's like nothing happens. Like not I mean, shit happens, but like essentially you'll see what I mean. But nothing happens. But for some reason, I don't mind wanting to watch the next one. If that makes sense, Cause, well, but it's all like, terrible. Yeah, it's because it's so good. It's 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 so bad. It's good. That's what I right. I don't even think it's bad, but it's but it's it's definitely MST. You don't even worthy. think it's bad? No, no. I'm saying it's bad, but I don't think there's any redeeming. Like, no, it's not oh, like it's so bad. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like so bad, like like the the room or something. 
I think The Room is a better film than these. <laughs> what? Have you seen The Room? Yeah, oh, multiple times. That room, the movie uh, is so hard to watch. That movie is so hard to watch. That is so bad it's a good movie. These I think that movie like, is so bad it's bad for me. These movies just come off like just fucking fan fiction, like shitty fan fiction. It's so bad. Yeah. Every character is terrible. Every, J- Jacob's a huge incel that people just get wet over. It doesn't make sense. Robert Pattinson's a pedophile. None of it makes sense. Yeah, the, yeah, there's a lot of pedophilia in it. Apparently, it's this Mormon woman's uh, fantasy. That's what. Yeah, it's, it's literally is just like, man, what I wish it, what it would be like to have two hot dudes both want to just fuck me. But I don't. But there's, but there's no fucking. It's all teasing and smoldering yeah. because they can't actually fuck. Uh, Sex happens once in five movies. Um. Yeah, and they like break the the yeah and the violent shit. I know about it. All right, we're getting too okay. much into it. Um, so I'm cutting this. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, we got our movies next week. Um, I'm really excited to watch Suicide Squad and uh and Diazola as well. So you got anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um. Oh, are we? We had talked about, and I'm up for anything, but just. Uh, since we hit 10 are we doing next week or did you want to go to every other week oh i well let's uh i figure we should wait until we clear out our backlog of uh of new things and then once we are you know on top of things better we can plan plan it out cool the only reason i'm asking is because i work next saturday i have i got booked on a on a cooking pilot um but if you wanted to do sunday again for next week yeah um, that's fine all right, cool. Well, then, yeah, I'm cool. I'm good. I just wanted to make sure uh, get that out of the way. All right, and then don't, and then the whole, whole. I guess I'll talk to you after the podcast about other things. But let's, uh, we can wrap up. Um, all right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. If you have, make sure you follow us. Follow me, Slob Thomas, on Twitch and all the other things. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Best Boys, uh, on YouTube. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, and yeah, there's gonna be some updates and things, um, and things we got cooking, and I'm excited. Um, but yeah, bye. Super excited. See you guys later.